Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts. Bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. From our first reading, the 11th chapter of Isaiah, on that day the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples, and his dwelling shall be glorious. Last week, as I'm sure you all remember, our reading explored the cheery topic of the end of the world. And this priest, for what it is worth, commented that we don't know when the end will come. And if we are ready for the capital E end, and how exactly to get ready for the end, we also don't know. But we are called to try. And if we do try, then we do know that God will be with us in our efforts, and our efforts will make a difference, and our efforts will indeed make us ready. I am so proud to witness these efforts here at the Chapel of the Cross. Like last week when on Sunday, seven days ago, we shared our audacious goal to fill over 700 food boxes for the Our Daily Bread Anti-Hunger Ministry in Canton. And in less than one week, do you know what you did? You filled all of our boxes, all of them. In less than one week, you fed over 3,000 people. 3,000 people won't be hungry this Christmas because of you. Sisters and brothers, good try. And now we continue our Advent journey. And I want to ponder this morning what we want and what we yearn for. And those are often very different things. This morning, we encounter more prophetic words from Isaiah, and we are reintroduced to one of the greatest rogues in all of Scripture, John the Baptist. In Isaiah, we hear his vision for Christ. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might. John also speaks of the Messiah to come, but he is a bit more intense. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary. But we should note that both of these prophets are describing not the end, not the conclusion of this world, but the next world beyond the end, the time beyond time. 
These prophets that we hear this morning describe what the reign of God will look like, both God's judgment and God's justice. And it is natural for us on this side of the second advent to wonder what the reign of God will look like. And not only do we wonder, not only do we imagine what the city of God will look like or who we might encounter on her city streets and how the Almighty will present himself, but we also yearn. We yearn deep in our hearts, yearning so deep that they sometimes they only exist in our subconscious. We are profoundly yearning creatures. And in contrast to our yearnings, especially this time of year, we also want many things. And sometimes these want obscure our much more real and profound yearnings. This is the season of lists, to-do lists, wish lists, Christmas card lists, top ten lists, naughty and nice lists. And these lists, both the material and the busy, can consume us, which is tragic for this season is meant for quiet, slowing down, and pondering the larger questions. I asked one of my children what they wanted, and she replied, everyone to be happy, and an iPod and a baby Yoda. (laughs) One out of three ain't bad. But again, in contrast to our wants, what do we yearn for? What do we hope for beyond our wildest dreams that God's world will actually look like? Isaiah's depiction is pretty powerful. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. I do take one issue with Isaiah's vision of heaven. He also writes, the lion shall eat straw like the ox. Does that mean we're all vegetarian in heaven? (laughs) Has Jesus had a nice piece of brisket? I digress. But I wonder again, what do we yearn for? A world without disease? A world without pain or grief? A world where all are treated with the respect and dignity that they deserve. A world where love and justice are currency, not contempt and violence. I am reminded of the seventh chapter of the book of Revelation, a chapter we often read at funerals. For this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. And God will wipe every tear from their eyes. I am also reminded as we consider our deepest yearnings of one word, just one, from today's gospel. All When Matthew describes John's ministry of baptism, he writes, Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him, and all the region along the Jordan. Not some of the people, not a select group of people, 
Not the right people, but all were going out to him. All people, even folks like you and me, all of us yearn for that most holy, loving, and just way of being. And all are called to be an equal part of the party. Some of us have a harder time envisioning this glorious world. Some of us who have been disappointed, those of us who have struggled, those of us in pain, those of us who have been betrayed, and those of us who simply can't comprehend why, we have a hard time imagining such a world or even comprehending that such a world could exist, a world where we could finally lay down our burdens and be free. We want to, but can we? Sisters and brothers, this Jesus, this child who will enter the world in only a matter of days, he is the beginning of this new world. He can show us a way to a world where wholeness and peace and love and justice are the norm and all of the brokenness is washed away. When God leaves his holy habitations and becomes incarnate, fully human, to abide with us, that is the inbreaking of this new and holy world that we so desperately yearn for. Jesus is the beginning, and we await him with great joy. And Jesus will be with us at the end to bring God's vision into reality. And in the words of Isaiah, his dwelling shall be glorious. Amen.